0: fifth graders at Ivanhoe Elementary. Give yourselves a round of applause for even coming out on this Sunday afternoon. It's a really big deal, and we appreciate it so much. We're going to get started playing right away, and we're going to reveal the Wheel of Stories. Oh, that was exciting. That was great, Dimitri. The Wheel of Stories, there it is. All right, you guys, there are 13 permanent topics on the wheel. There's also an additional topic that says free. If the contestant lands on free, they can choose any topic on the wheel. There's also two empty spaces that say audience. And this is where you guys come in. Because if the contestant lands on audience, then that's your opportunity to shout out your storytelling suggestions. And then our expert judges will choose one of those topics. And speaking of expert judges, let's bring them on right now. Coming to the stage is Michelle Oracoli, you guys. Michelle Oracoli. She was originally from New York where she attended New York University and Cardozo Law School. She was dissatisfied with law and she took off to visit a friend in Australia. She stopped in LA on the way back to visit another friend and she never left. She started teaching over at Marvin Avenue Elementary School and also Eagle Rock Elementary and then she landed at Ivanhoe. She has three boys. Wyatt, a 7th grader, Callahan, a 5th grader, and Pennell Bird. Give her a round of applause, you guys. All right, you guys, coming to the stage right now is the one and only Alex Aleman, you guys. Alex Aleman. He is originally from Los Angeles. He's the one. He's been in Echo Park for 33 years, and he is a tech guy at Ivanhoe. He's been there for eight years, and he graduated from Cal State, L.A. Give him a round of applause. All right, you guys, and finally, we've got uh, the woman who we all just, we appreciate so much, and we're so glad she's here with us. She has been the principal at Ivanhoe for five years, but she's been at Ivanhoe for 23 years. She is from Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts, and she went to Wayne State University in Detroit. She has two boys, one named Byron and one named Cooper. Put your hands together for... One boy, one girl. One named Byron, one named Cooper. Put your hands together for Linda Risha. Oh. All right, you guys, this is gonna be a great game today. We're playing three rounds of Story Smash. The first round is only a one minute story. That's a short story. It's almost like an introduction. Ms. Risha, what do you think would be easier to tell? A one minute story, a two minute story, or a three minute story? mic just turn it on there we go there's the tech guy you see how the tech guy there's jumps in there's not that many here you could probably hear me um,
1: it depends on who's telling the story if it's a, a nine year old you better give him five
0: minutes you... laughter
1: if it's an adult and it depends on those topics, it could be a real quick story. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Well, we're going to get started right away. The first two rounds, everybody plays. It's an all play. But the third round, you guys are going to select two of the contestants and they'll move on to the third round. I think, Alex, you have those extra little uh, pieces of paper on your on your thing. Yes, ma'am. And you'll be giving me two names after the end of the second round. But right now, we're going to draw a contestant out of this out of this jar randomly. When they come to the stage, you're gonna give them a big round of applause, of course. And then I'm gonna say, tell them what to do, and you say, Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. This is the arts and crafts portion of the the game. All right, you guys, come to the stage right now, and really, give them a big round of applause, because this isn't easy, folks, is the one and only John Mathot, you guys. John Mathot. John Mathot, he's originally from Boston, where he attended Emerson. John is an animator, and he's worked on The Simpsons, Futurama, and Phineas and Ferb. He's also a storyboard artist, I believe. Uh, he also helped produce uh, the show with his
1: wife, Susan, called The Movie hey. And he's two old guys.
0: So, Henry and Charlie, you guys, tell John what to do. Oh, my God, so they that, got feel it. Feel that spin?
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. That's a hard spin. Okay, that's a hard spin right there. Okay, now this is interesting. He landed on free right at the top. So it's a one minute story. You gotta watch your clock. If you get to the one-minute mark, what are you going to hear, Dimitri? <laughs> you're going to hear a glass smashing, and it's over. The story is over. I like the first over. sound.
2: That's, that inspires more fear, that first sound.
0: <laughs> All right, so you choose any topic on the wheel, John. Tell us what you're going to choose first.
2: Um, I'm going to choose a story. It's kind of Holly weird, but it's kind of drunk tank at the same time. I'm going to take this, too. Are we starting?
0: Whenever okay. you start, the clock starts.
2: I am ready. Let's go. I used to walk to work. The Simpsons used to be in Hollywood. It used to be on uh, Fountain and Highland. And I used to walk to work every day. It was about a mile. And um, you would see all kinds of interesting things walking, usually down, down Highland, or usually down Fountain. And uh, there was one time that I was walking home from work, and I saw a guy who was crouched down like so. You're me, the audience and i'm like that guy is crouched down in front of a small dog and it is going to be a cute dog and i'm walking up slowly and i'm like oh man i still can't see the dog that dog is going to be very cute and the moment that i walked up against the g- i walked up like just where i was going to see the guy and see the dog over his shoulder and the guy went like this <laughs> and there was no dog instead of a dog there was a pile of vomit that looked like the only thing that he ate was spaghetti and strawberry quick.
0: John Mathot, ladies and gentlemen. John Mathot. Wow. Hang on. Stay right here with me, friend. Stay right here. Okay. Michelle Coley what did you think of that story?
3: I was relieved that it was vomit and not poop. That's
0: what I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's looking on the bright side it's of life. That <laughs> yeah, that is Holly Weird. Al- Alex Aliman, any thoughts on that story?
4: Um, you know... I'm going to follow along with uh, her that I'm glad it was not anything worse than vomit. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Just wait until round two.
1: Miss Risha, any thoughts? Um, I'm curious if we have like a groan factor because that was definitely a groan factor winner. (laughs) Groan.
0: Oh, a groan factor. Yeah, you could definitely judge on a groan. I think that works. All right, you guys, let him hear John Mathot. All right, you guys, you see? You see how we play the game? We're off and running. You guys, you're doing your part and we're doing our part and it's all working out well. Coming up to the stage right now to tell a true one-minute story is the lovely Jessica Estrella. Jessica, give her a round of applause. Jessica Estrella is originally from the south side of Chicago. She enjoys (laughs) inciting strangers at the grocery store with comments about Latina nannies and Childish Gambino. She writes poetry, drags her community into large scale charity events, and also believes that being a mom is the single most beautiful gift the universe can ever give to you. Her son is Max, and he's also in fifth grade. You guys let her hear it. Ah, yeah. That wasn't as good. You guys get better at that, would you? Oh my God. Oh. oh. Uh, oh. Birthdays.
5: Oh, okay. With one minute. No, I'm going to leave it right here so I could hold on. I'm a little nervous. Here we go. One, two, three. So a couple years ago, I hosted a birthday party for my husband, Michael. Uh, I was kind of new to L.A., and um, I rented out a roller rink and invited a lot of people we didn't know. Uh, we hosted a reception at our house beforehand, and everybody got super wasted, and then we thought it was a good idea to go roller skating. So uh, the Mathots were there, a couple of, we actually aren't friends with many of those people any longer. So we get to the roller rink, and all of a sudden someone starts chanting, Take your clothes off! And uh, that was me, because we'd ran in out of the whole thing. So there were only two people that took any clothing off. Uh, John Mathot. <laughs> and then I was the other one. And we realized that we were skating around like the only ones that had taken something off. We had our skates on. Uh, After that, there was an after party where we made many more friends at our home. And I think that's probably where I should stop the story about Michael's 40-something birthday.
0: All right, Jessica Estrella, look at the time. Wow. That's the way to tell a story. And I love your shoes. Stay with me. Stay with me. Linda Risha. what did you think of that story? Um, I
1: love that she outed John Mathot. I thought that was a really great idea. And... And I'm going to give her some points for good taste for ending the story when she did.
0: Wow, that's very, those are high regards. What do you think, Alex Alamon?
4: I thought the buildup was really good. Um, I, got, I started getting more and more excited as, <laughs> as, as, as more, more uh, events were being revealed.
0: I told you like, this was an adult roller show, skating, you guys.
4: Booze, yeah, of course. And it was short and sweet, so that was, that was also good.
0: All right, what do you think, Michelle? I think I don't want to sit next
3: to Alex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to know if there were any sequins, worn. Was it rock night or disco night at the roller rink?
5: Uh, it was all. Yeah, all all, all all, things. Foxtrot, couples, like a little bit of everything, yeah.
0: So what did you take off?
5: Uh, well, that's for another story. i got to save
0: That's it. another uh, story. Yeah. It's all seen. right, you guys. Jessica Estrella, let her hear it. <clears throat> a great story. All right, you guys. Coming to the stage right now for a true one-minute story is Catherine Duproome. <laughs> Catherine to you guys what an amazing actress this girl is she grew up in Brooklyn and she's been a series regular on the Fox sitcom down the shore And you've also seen her on Shameless Code Black Hawaii Five-O, Halt and Catch Fire True Blood Without a Trace Grey's Anatomy Rules of Engagement ER. I can't even tell you anymore She has also played I'm just one more thing you guys she's played opposite Reese Witherspoon in that movie Wild. What? What? Her best role so far has been being a mom as a kindergartner at Ivanhoe Elementary, Kylie Brown. All right, you guys, let her hear it. That We're going to have to practice that, you guys. Growing up. Growing up.
6: Um, okay, let me think. Uh, all right, okay. So uh, in uh, middle school, in New York, we call it junior high school, I was the only white girl in a sea of Puerto Rican girls. And uh, everybody called me the ugly white girl, but they were like, get about me and say, oh my God, you're so ugly. And, and they'd be like, oh my God, I can see her veins. She's, like, got green veins. Oh, snap. Oh, my gosh, she's so ugly. And let's see her high-water shoe, her high-water pants. Like, back in the 80s, these would be, like, the most embarrassing pants because they're high-waters. And all the kids would say this is, like, a, like the flood is coming. So they were called high-water, like, the water is coming. So, um,
0: yeah, that's, that's a snippet of growing up. Wow. Okay, stay on stage. Catherine DeBroom. Wow. That was good. That was great. Give her a round of applause, you guys. Clapping is free. Clapping is free. All right, Alex, what did you think of that story?
4: <laughs> I thought it was a, a good portrayal of uh, the Puerto, Puerto Rican uh, nationality, <laughs> and I could, I could say that because my, my mom's Puerto Rican. Oh, I so see, I was, <laughs> and she's from New York. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. It's short and pretty I, good. I, I, I really you hear the judging what, in his voice. What are you trying to? Um, what was your point of the story exactly like? <laughs> like um. Were you tr- just trying to say that? Were you, were you uncomfortable uh, in this during this experience, or was it? Oh, it, like, was okay. it was
6: horrible. Uh, it was
0: torture. It yeah. was. Um, <laughs> but I came out of it. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. They're they're not laughing anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. what do you think, Michelle?
3: I have a best friend who's Puerto Rican, Jorge Sanchez. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I liked it. It sort of reminded me a little bit of the Munsters. Am I dating myself? Where the blonde the girl Munster. is the ugly one? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I totally yeah. liked to the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Funny. Let me ask you something else, Alex. You grew up here in Los Angeles. Where did you go to elementary school and, and high school, etc.?
4: <laughs> now you're putting me on the spot. Um, I'm, I went to Saint Teresa of Avila Catholic School. I went to an all boys high school, in uh, in Cathedral. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I was
1: just curious. Yeah. yeah. All right, Linda, what did you think of the story? Well, I, I find it interesting that she's still wearing the same high water pants that she wore in <laughs> middle school. But I did feel like her dance intro to the whole thing was pretty pretty good. Yeah, she, that was yeah. impressive, right? All right,
0: you guys, Catherine Dippier, let her hear it, Catherine. Okay, you guys, coming to this stage right now to tell a true one-minute story is Michael Estrella. Michael Estrella, you may have seen his wife a little earlier. Michael Estrella, you guys, he is from Southern California as well, and he's a film and commercial director, and he's also an artist and an athlete, and he is also a fierce competitor, is what I heard. And he and his wife, Jessica, have vowed not to leave this this game today without killing somebody. I'm not clear. Anyway, they have a son named Max, and he didn't know who to cheer for between his mom and his dad, so he put all his money on Susan Wright. Let him hear you guys. Tell him what to do. There he goes. There he goes.
7: Bring it. Bring it. Give me some noise. Give me some noise. Holly Weird. <laughs> well, what is it, right? <laughs> Um, okay, let's go for it. So um, I have an opportunity to work with a lot of uh, A-list um, singers and stuff. So I'm working with someone named Katy Perry, a very small um, <laughs> singer out there in the world. And we're doing a shoot where she is just playing out um, six different characters for a music video. I'm like, oh, great. get to see her doing uh, become an actress and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this will be all right. She plays, um, she plays a, um, a uh, ra- uh, um, pet wrangler. She plays a um, cook. She plays... Also a bar mitzvah singer, but she plays it as a as a man. So she puts on an afro, so a tight afro, Jewish afro, and she puts on a suit and she goes through. And, we, and this was all behind the scenes type of um, we're just um, throwing these on these people and they don't even know what's going on about it, right? They don't know what's happening. So we go through this whole thing and at the end of all of it, she fools them all that she's a guy while she's singing. She's doing this thing. We got an earbud in her ear. And she goes through the whole thing, and at the end of the entire show, she decides to do one last thing for us and she starts to strip dance for us. So she's got the Jewish head on with the tight stuff, and she's got a see-through bra and panties on. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm looking at Katie's boobs, but she's a man. That was weird.
0: Michael Uh, Estrella, wow. That's a great story. Everybody has a Holly weird story for sure. Stay right here. All right, Linda, what did you think of that? You're writing furiously.
1: Um, I thought it was an unfair advantage that he knows all the stars around. And... (laughs) and, but I did love that Katy Perry
0: was was dressed up as a man. I wish I could have seen that. And of course, Katy is our neighbor now. She lives right up on Waverly. Uh, eventually, eventually. No, it's a huge property. It's an amazing place. What do you think of the story, Alex?
4: I mean, I, I always enjoy good Hollywood stories. Um, and yeah, I, it's funny because she thought the same thing. Like, oh, well, he knows Katy Perry. Already I'm like listening. And, um, but I, I liked how, you know, how short and concise it was, and it was a good story.
0: It was a, it was a good story. Michelle, what did you think?
3: I want to know if, if Katy Perry took off more than your wife did <laughs> at your birthday party.
7: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what did she... Let's just say it was a great birthday.
0: <laughs> Get on the mic for a second, Michael. Seriously, what year was this with Katy Perry? Uh,
7: this is about three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, it was actually at the birthday party. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, good one, all
0: right, good on you. Yeah, I okay, okay, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, so she was great. Tell me she was great.
7: No, she's a, she's spectacular, but it, was, it really confused me. It did? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: but she was just joking
7: around. I have no idea. I know the whole crew didn't, was like this. Really? Yeah, they are going like that. They weren't sure what to do. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, well, it was if pretty she, funny. if
0: she ever has children, I hope they go to Ivanhoe.
7: That would be great, I'll send them. That would be great. They would go to Ivanhoe, I believe. I actually, I asked her about the purchase of the house. Yeah, there, about get on there. the microphone. I asked her about the purchase up there. And uh, she said, uh, it's just stuck in litigation. She says another three, three more years. She personally, she, I was telling her, I said, hey, are you gonna be our neighbor or not? She's like, well, I, I gotta tell you, like, there's so much going on with that. It's like She's gonna be our neighbor.
0: All right, you guys, Michael Estrella, right, let him hear it. And we've got one more contestant coming up to tell a true one-minute story, and then we move on to the next round and they'll tell a true two-minute story. I don't even have to look at this because I know who's coming to the stage. Susan Wright, you guys, Susan Wright. She is originally from Bellingham, Washington. She's also a fourth grade teacher at 4 LAUSD, and she's an incredible dancer, baker, and money maker. She has two boys in Ivanhoe, Henry and Charlie. You guys let her here. Tell her what to do.
8: I just grabbed this first, because, yeah. Okay. What do you want? Yeah. Okay. I'm really nervous. That's a good spin.
5: Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, Um,
8: well, I have a really, no, I'm not going to, okay. Oh, wait, no, don't don't start yet. Wait till I say. Okay, so it was my birthday. I was probably six years old. My dad comes home, and I'm like, did you give me a birthday present? He's like, well, yeah, it's out in the Jeep. I'm like, okay. He was talking to my mom. So I'm like, I'm going to sneak out to the Jeep and take a look at what my birthday present is. So I went out there. There's a little brown box on the seat. I didn't know what it was. So I pick it up, and I shake it very vigorously. And I I can't tell what it is, but it sounds kind of soft. Shake it again. I'm like, I I don't know. I'm just going to have to wait. I'm not going to open the box, because that would be bad, and God would be mad at me. So I put it back, went in, and... Yeah, somehow they had to go out again and get me another gift because evidently I had killed the hamster that was in the box. Oh Yeah, R.I.P., uh, whatever that hamster's name. But the second one was named Polly and he got eaten by a cat a week later. So,
0: Susan Wright, you guys, Susan Wright. Maybe she shouldn't have pets, I don't know. I'm not sure. Michelle, what did you think of that story? I'm sorry,
8: if anyone cried and has a hamster, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: not destined to have a hamster. <laughs> Just not destined. I I felt bad for you. Right. Michelle, do you have any pets? I, I'm not, uh, tonight I'm leaving to get our second kitten. Oh, wow. yay. Yes. It's a surprise for them?
0: It's a surprise? Don't send it in a box. Don't tell no. me. No boxes, no boxes, no boxes. <laughs> and all that right,
8: was even my sad story. That was my happy that pet story. Was that was your happy pet yeah, story? I, I don't want to make what? anyone really cry over the sad ones. No. Let's move on. Let's move on. Alex, what did you think of the story?
4: No, I'm, I'm really much an animal person, too. And and for one thing, I would have not left the creature in the car with the, with the windows closed. Well, this was the I 70s. Mean, that made, that made this think, was like, the
8: 70s, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. No seatbelt for that hamster. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I, what I want to know is, like, what were you thinking as you were shaking this thing?
8: Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah. I can't, okay. I can't tell.
0: <laughs> but I don't want God to be mad at me. Did they actually the, show you the hamster? Did you ever see? It was dead, dead? right? Oh, no. It, 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 it
8: must have been because Dad had to go.
0: And get another one. Yeah. yeah. Something. Awesome. I had done something one to the, the hamster. <laughs> Linda, what did you think of the hamster story? Hamster um, in a box.
1: Okay, so it's the probably the tamest hamster story in L.A., uh, dirty Oh, oh my! Thinking, that's that's gerbils. You're thinking gerbils. Uh, I I think that um, as a six-year-old, I'm really sort of confused as to where you would even care about what God thought at six. But Have okay, me? now we're getting
0: technical. <laughs> Anything else? No, it's no, good. That's good. <clears throat> All right. Okay, you guys. Susan Wright. I have to tell you right off the bat, these guys are all very good. I mean, those were five solid stories, and this isn't easy to do, and so I'm impressed, you guys, really, way to go. We're gonna do this all over again right now with a true two-minute story, which some people think is easier to do, two minutes rather than one minute, so we're gonna find out. If you happen to land on the same thing, spin the wheel again, yeah? All right, you guys, coming to the stage right now is the one and only Susan Wright! Susan Wright, come on, let her hear it! All right, guys, tell her what to do.
8: I was just gonna come up here and start talking.
0: Shake that box, good one. Growing up, growing
8: up. I wouldn't, I don't even know where to begin, oh my God. Okay, have you ever had a crush on a teacher? Yes, I have. Uh, Ninth grade biology, Mr. Dahl, D-A-H-L. So I had such a crush on him when I was growing up in ninth grade. And uh, I would leave candy in his mailbox, because I used to work in the office for uh, one period. And so I would get candy, and I would put it in there with a little note, you're the best teacher ever. (laughs) And... um, I really enjoy your class from your secret admirer. Like, I, you know, I didn't want him to know who I was, because that would be weird. So, so, so I would leave him little treats, like, maybe once a week. He never found out who it was, I think, I hope. Um, but he would always kind of give me shit and, like, look at me funny. So, But I knew he didn't know who it was. Um, so anyway... Years down the road, um, my mom was became the librarian at my high school. And I'm like, oh, is Mr. Dahl still working there? And she's like, well, um, there was a problem with Mr. Dahl. He, um, he got arrested. Uh, he was uh, having relations and affairs and fondling um, high schoolers. And I'm like, what, are you kidding? Mr. Dahl, he was like the nicest, best teacher ever. Like. That was my dissecting a frog guy. That was my, like, the volcano guy. Like, everything. Mitosis. Mr. Doll, thank you. So, um, yeah, I guess he got, you know, sent away. And uh, I now thank the God above. There's God again. For uh, allowing me to develop slowly and never developing breasts. I think that saved me. So, thank you. The Lord. Wow.
0: Susan Wright, ladies and gentlemen. Susan Wright. That was a great story. Stay right here. Stay right here. That was a great story. Michelle, what did you think? You don't have to turn your mic off, Michelle. Just leave it on the whole time. Will you turn up Michelle's mic? Did
3: I turn it off so I can whisper? Oh, I see.
0: I don't
8: know. I'm. Con- it's <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> I know you guys upsetting. are teachers, and it might make you a little uncomfortable, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never had
3: a crush yep. on a
0: teacher. I don't know. Have you guys ever had crushes on teachers? <laughs> <there? Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Aliman, let me hear that. Wait, get that. Get that microphone up. What do you mean? Who'd you have a crush on?
4: It was kindergarten, and, and and she was. I. She was beautiful. I mean. <laughs> and she, the, part, of, part, of it, part of it is that it's just, it was very in, an innocent crush. You know I mean? It's like, and part well, of it was I, like, I she was like my mom away from home more than yeah. anything. So.
0: Oh, you were five. Yeah, I was so five. So I'm, I'm expecting it was innocent. Yeah, it, it's so not really like important. we want
8: them to molest us. <laughs> no. We just want them to know we appreciate them. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs>
0: okay, Linda, I have to ask you, what did you think of the story?
1: Um, wow. Wow. Um, well, I, I sort of relate to the gift of not having breasts. That's, like, the best part of it for me.
4: Was it a gift from God, though?
1: Yeah. What is best breasts of the two You know, in, at Ivanhoe, no one would have candy, so that would never, you know, be a problem. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's all. All right, Alex. Uh, one more thing from Alex. Let me hear something else. I mean, because this oh, is...
4: You know, honestly, though, I, I really thought that was a great intro. Like, you, you really pulled this in. <laughs> With that, so, that,
0: that. and the amount
4: of detail that you gave, and, and you were paying attention to the clock, so I'm kind of dissecting it. It
0: that. was like really good, it. Susan. Did you know any of the kids later, or did you find out about any of the kids that he had molested, or had you known of any, any of those kids?
8: No, that's kind of a weird question. No, <laughs>
0: they were all older than you. Oh no, Wait, but we I'm actually wondering. made a club afterwards. Well, I don't know. Like, it was a oh, scandal. Was no. it a scandal at the it school? It
8: was called the Mr. Doll
0: Dolls. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, Susan Wright, you no. guys, let her hear it her. Susan write! This is going downtown. Uh, All right, you guys, coming up to the stage right now for true two-minute story is Catherine Duproome, you guys. Catherine Duproome. All right, guys, tell her what to do. Wow, that's another good spin. Wow, she already did growing up. So spin it again, lighter. Yeah, there we go. Wait, wait, wait. Did you do growing up before? Yeah, she already did. Because she already did growing up. <laughs> it's a rule.
3: Where's that competitive? Birthdays. Place?
0: Birthdays.
6: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 no um so my birthday is actually the fourth of july, and um and uh so in New York, there was the bicentennial seventy six I don't remember what I was turning, but my mother um always uh, like said y- 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 sh- she has a Russian accent, and so she say, This is this star, she's this star, look at her, so she made me wear like this old um kind of um, like, it was a dress that looked old, but it wasn't old, you know, just a, a costume. And so she took a streamer and wrote, uh, born on the 4th of July and and uh, I just was so like a freak, you know, like, and, 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 and she took me to this big fair down downtown Manhattan and, and we were just all walking around and there I was like, the birthday girl. <laughs> And then uh and then my brother uh gashed his knee and it was so bad. It was like blood was gashing gushing out of his gash. It was um in the middle of uh this fair with all these people. Um oh, one, okay. Uh I have a whole nother minute. Let's see. So that's uh so it was it was an interesting birthday. It was very dramatic and fun and there was uh uh there were ships there from that were pretending to be I mean, you know, going by the river, um, like these old ships. She's drunk. I'm not. I had nothing, just water. Um, and, uh, uh,
0: okay. Catherine de ladies and gentlemen. Catherine DeProm, amazing. That was a great, crazy fucking story. What did you think, Michelle?
3: I remember that bicentennial. She's not drunk. There were ships. I'm from New yes, York, and I remember ships. that ship. Oh, yeah. oh, my <laughs> God. So, uh, okay. It was a big deal. Everyone at school learned 76 trombones that year in, in music class,
0: right? Um, what part of Manhattan did you grow up in? I, I grew up
6: in Brooklyn,
0: actually. Parts okay. of Brooklyn, and then um, yeah, Queens. Okay. When's your birthday, Michelle? October second. October second. Alex, what did you think of that story?
4: I thought it was good. Um, the it, it, the, the whole thing was the timing stuff because you kept looking back at the time, yeah. and you're kind of trying to, you know, stretch it. But I I, I always love listening to stories from my mom about New York. So I love listening to stories from my mom about New York. Yeah, and and so like growing up, and I, it was interesting. It was fun. Puerto Rican
0: mom. Yes. You know, Alex has this soft and fuzzy exterior. He's so freaking sweet, right? But then you hear what it's, you hear the cut, it's just like right to it. I love it, Alex. That's excellent. All right, Linda, what did you think of the story? Um, I completely relate
1: to a mother embarrassing her child by making them dress up or do something ridiculous. My mother used to always give me perms when I was growing up. So I completely, um, yeah, it was all bad, all bad. Um, so I completely can, can relate to that sort of um, desperate moment of wanting to get away from all of that. And the desperation sort of um, mirrored itself at the end of your story when you were desperately trying to get out of the story.
0: <laughs> Catherine Deprem, you guys. Let her hear it. <laughs> I am so impressed by these storytellers. I really am. They all crack me up. All right, you guys, coming to the stage right now to tell a true two-minute story is John Mathot. You guys, John Mathot. Tell them what to do, you guys.
2: Come on, free space. Give me it up, sweet, sweet free space. Oh, break up.
0: Break up.
2: We're going to begin with this one. All right. We're going into a vulnerable place here, people. Start that. Oh, it started. Okay. So, uh, ex-girlfriend, long time ago, I had planned a trip to Catalina Island. We were driving to the dock to go to Catalina Island. I'm like, oh, I have the directions printed out. This is back in the days, we're all old here, so when you would print out directions to go where you needed to go. So uh, the directions are in the back page of my uh, organizer that I have there. In the back page, she found a list of ladies' names. Side note, as a buddy of mine put it, I lead an examined life, so I somehow thought it would be a a good thing to list the names of ladies that I had been with in my life, poor idea in retrospect. (laughs) So we're about to go on this trip to Catalina Island, and she sees this and she goes, what's this? And I went, up, 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 or something to that effect. <laughs> um, by that time, we got to the dock. And she, whoop, like, kind of went like mute. And then we went on the trip. We, we took the boat. We went to the island. Uh, had a very nice time. Saw all the things. Took the tour. You've all, you've all been. It's very interesting. Took the boat back. It was a little bit of a choppy ride. The instant that we got to the car. The fight that should have happened the moment that she saw the piece of paper engaged at that moment. And uh, yeah, like, is this an active list? Why is my name not on this list? It was, the the list was good, the list was bad. (sighs) Nonetheless, a breakup ensued, and uh, the list is now toast.
0: Ah, John Mathod, a great story. That was a great story. Yeah, you never want to break up on the way to vacation. That's not the time to break up because then you got to be there the whole time. So that's why she didn't tell you right then. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's why she, she was waited. formulating
2: her, yeah, you know, her revenge at that point. Because
0: she knew she was going to be on this island with you, and she didn't want to start until months you know what in what I mean? the
2: planning too. That that trip. So I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. And rightly you
4: like? so, her anger.
0: Alex, what'd you think?
4: Uh, I, can, I can relate. <laughs> 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 I've had I've had many bad. That You've break-ups. had many what? Yeah. I can relate to Catalina. But I was alone. <laughs> no. Uh, no, honestly, like, I, I liked uh, the segue with the directions and, and the fact that you have like, your own organizer. and you're, uh, that, that <laughs> This is pre-digital. Yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it was really engaging, and it was a good story. I enjoyed. Have that. you ever
0: gone to Catalina with a girlfriend, Alex? I have not. It's a very date thing to do. Yeah, you take your wife there. I
4: just don't imagine it would be that pleasant.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: We're ready.
4: Yeah, back Alex.
0: Asian. Oaxaca.
2: <laughs> Listen to the other storytellers.
0: Michelle,
4: what, what did, did it you think? In my journal.
0: <laughs> Michelle, what did you think? I want to know what you
3: were thinking. I mean, stupid, stupid man. It was in the back.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Nothing. Of course, it was stupid. But it was in the back of the organizer. My, my. Failing was to put the directions in the back of the... Okay, yeah. My mea culpa was in the story.
0: And how long was this list?
2: How how does one answer that question if I say... Four, seven, ten, I don't know. The list was short like other things, but... uh, (laughs) Or, or...
0: All right, Linda, what did you think of this story? This was comprehensive, man. We learned a lot. I
1: know. Um. Well, I kind of, I think it's hysterical that she waited till the end. She got a good weekend trip at Catalina out of that. Um, And I am too, you know, amazed that any male has an organizer.
2: (laughs) You know, that said organizer has been in a landfill for about five years, so...
0: Listen, I respect your organization. Thank you. Wait, what did she say? <laughs> is said that, that many? John Mathot, you guys. Let him hear it. He's getting vulnerable. He's sharing. He's giving his information. This is exciting. There's only two more storytellers coming up to tell a true two-minute story, and then we move on to the third round, which is just bananas. Coming up right now is the one and only Michael Estrella. You guys, Michael. All right, guys, tell him what to do. on with my wheel why does it keep landing on growing up that's so strange you got a story though don't you
7: okay a lot of these have been pretty funny this one isn't as funny but uh (laughs) we'll get to something a little a little deeper so as a uh, southern california born and bred kid i grew up about uh, 40 minutes east of here so i'm used to the october santa Ana winds and how many of you here have been uh, grew up in southern california Perfect, nobody. Oh wait, okay. <laughs> so you can associate, that's perfect. You don't know if I'm telling the truth or not. So anyway, during October's we get this, we get this wind that kind of blows through, and this is actually something I told during my, um, during, my wedding, uh, during my wedding. So anyway, it might be a repeat, honey. Sorry, you have to hear it again. Um, but in any case, um, during the October's there's a certain wind that blows through Southern California. It's a nice dry heat, and we all are kind of used to it. Thanks for rolling on this one for all my followers. Anyway, um, so basically, as a young kid growing up, I was about 10, and I would, go, I would go to this one tree on the corner where Chico used to live, Chico and his mom, and I'd go up this tree, I'd climb up there, and it'd be, um, I it was close to, I just remember this one specific night, it was, it was about uh, 8 at night, and I was 10 years old, my parents, you know, they trusted me that I was out there, and I'd go up step by step by step, and I think all of us can associate in our own different way where this is going to go, okay? You can all find your way into this coming of age. And I climbed this tree, and the leaves would crumble, and they'd blow in the wind. As I got higher and higher, there was a, at nighttime, there was a light that would flicker, and the shadows would be casted across the street. And I would just sit there at age 10, and I'd look out, and I'd listen, and I would hear the wind blowing. And I'd hear the leaves blowing and blowing. And I'd sit there and go, what the hell is this? Like, what is this thing that's going on? And I think we'll get this when we're driving on the 405, we'll get this when we're looking out at, the, out at our front windows, and I think we'll get this when we're at work, and we're like, what is this all about? Well, at age 10, that wind was blowing, I felt it, that warm heat along my skin, and I felt my body going, this is life, this is growing up, this is a realization that you are a human being, this is the realization that you mean something, and it's your decision to do something with it. So with that October wind, I listened to things, and that's how I grew up.
0: Wow, Michael Estrella. Wow, stay here, stay here. Wow. Look at Alex has like a tear in his eye. What the? Uh, what did you think, Michelle?
3: <laughs> I'd like a class of Michael Estrella's. I think that would be so nice. Imagine all these sensitive boys that feel these things. I would love to have a class full of
0: you. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Okay, Alex?
4: No, I, I I too have had like many moments like that in my youth. Flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know it's, it's a Southern Los Angeles thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, It is. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really about the story that I like the build up and that idea of you like climbing the ladder, you know, little by little, and the leaves rustling and stuff, um, and it just yeah it, it brought me to that place too. Cool. Yeah, that was a good job. Cool.
0: All right, Linda? Um,
1: I'm going to call this epiphany. It was, um, the, you know, you sort of um, managed to drum up every single kind of sensory thing, the sounds, the feelings, the you know, uh, the visuals, every part of it. It was a great story.
0: All right, how about that? Michael Estrella, you guys, thank you. Wonderful. Okay, you guys, and coming up right now to share a true two-minute story is his wife, Jessica Estrella. Let her hear it. know this by now come on there you go. she spun that really hard oh. Holidays.
5: holidays oh god okay here we go
0: so um
5: i'm the oldest of four kids grew up on the south side of chicago um uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom my dad was a city bus driver for cta And um, what I didn't know then is that my mom was a manic depressive. So growing up, there were a lot of super intense and amazing moments, but also like some really, really difficult ones to get through. So, for example, the holidays were perfect at my house. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, any holiday that us Catholic Mexicans would celebrate, we were dressed perfectly. There were photographs. There was a beautiful table for every meal. Like everything was... Amazing. But it had anyone been there leading up to that holiday, the tears, the screaming, the hair pulling, the making the braids better, all of it. So now, when we celebrate holidays in my family, I try to channel sort of her good intention and not channel the ass whoopings because the house wasn't ready <laughs> for the fucking holiday. Um, and so, <laughs> what we do, and there's a couple of our friends in the audience here tonight. Um, we celebrate holidays big. Easter last year was huge for us. Thanksgiving, we invite strangers, and we do it up, but it's super low-key. I don't make anybody get dressed up. Max can wear shorts and a T-shirt, and we just enjoy being together. So uh, it's kind of a growing up but also holiday story to be able to say that thanks, Mom, for instilling those traditions, but um, we can change them in the next generation. So that's my story.
0: All right, Jessica Estrella, stay here. Great story. No, no, stay here. Wow. I love that story. That was beautiful because I totally relate to the craziness of uh, getting ready for the holiday, but it's me, not my mom. (laughs) And so that's so wonderful. And you know what? They also, they call that a wabi-sabi life. Have you heard that? Wabi-sabi. You want to live a wabi-sabi life. It doesn't have to be perfect. No, it's not. That's the idea. All right. Linda, what did you think? You're writing. Um... You know, uh, growing up a Catholic and
1: um, coming home on holidays and um, when my father would, like, tip over the edge, everyone runs to be- different bedrooms to hide. So I completely relate to that part of it. Um, and I love that you're just channeling the best parts. I think that's great. Good story. Beautiful.
0: All right, Michelle,
1: what do you think?
3: I-, I think more people should do what you do. I, I- Get tired of hearing 40, 50 year fifty-year-olds blame their parents for everything, and I think it's really fantastic that you can accept your parents and forgive them for what they messed up with, and take the good from it and move on.
0: I think that was great. Lovely. All right, Alex. Yeah. Alex, go ahead and just burst the bubble right here. Do it. <laughs> just do it. We're, we're just right. say it. Thirty-four, fifty-two. So she fucked it up on the time.
4: Y- you know what? The timing is not right. But
5: how hard did she hoot you? Okay.
4: I mean, you took the words right out of I my know. mouth. Latinos. <laughs> <laughs> Latinos, exactly. Right, like, no, but I was gonna say too, like about um, 40 and 50 year olds complaining, like it's it's funny because I'm 33 now and like and now more than ever I humble I'm, brag. I'm, I'm I'm trying to. I really do love my parents despite everything that's <gasps> I happened. I know. So. I know. Jesus Aww.
0: here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Jessica Australia. Jessica. Okay. This is the hard part, you guys. You can discuss amongst yourself, choose two names, and put them in this this jar, and then those people are going to come up and tell a true three-minute story. But while they work on that, you guys, I do want to thank a couple of people because I'll tell you, doing a game show like this takes a lot of people. There's a lot more people here involved than you would think. So please, give a big round of applause to Dimitri up there. Thank you, friend. The entire Lyric Theater, you guys. The Lyric Theater. I've been working with them for over a year and a half. I do storytelling workshops here and I do shows here and they're just so wonderful and grateful and uh, really appreciative to the the neighborhood. So thank you, Dimitri. Over here, Nikki on the clock. Nikki's doing the clock. She's kicking ass, amazing. And over here, Dez over here, she was helping with tickets. Thank you, Dez. And I gotta tell you, I don't think you know this, but we have a very special guest in the audience. She is our VIP, very special person in the audience. And she's here right now, Seda Demersian. Here she is. It gives me chills. I'm just so happy you're here with us. Thank you, really. And thank you for the continuing support to our children. You know, like when you wrote that note uh, after Camp High Trails and telling them, you know, you got this thing and don't you be worried. it just gives me chills. It was so thoughtful. So thank you for continuing to support our kids. And I also wanted to tell you guys a quick story about this wheel and how I got this wheel and how I got this clock. I have a podcast. It is called Storyworthy, and it's been around for, in July, it'll be eight years, if you can believe that. I'm, sub- I'm celebrating my 500th show in like two weeks. I know, it's out of control. Uh, Anyway, so Storyworthy is a show I started in 2010. And in 2011, I started this game show because I started hearing so many stories. And I thought to myself, honestly, you don't need 10 minutes to tell a story. You can do it in a minute. So I started thinking about prize wheels. I've always loved game shows. So I started thinking about how could I buy a prize wheel. So I looked into it. And here's the thing. You can go to Riverside Riverside Promo Prize Wheels and buy a wheel like this. But it was 485 bucks, And I didn't have that money. So you know what I did? I sold all my gold jewelry, and I bought that wheel. And then I needed a clock. And you know how much that clock cost? That clock cost 120 bucks. What? So you know what I did? I sold my breast pump. And I got that clock. So now I figure I need a game show more than I need jewelry and breast milk. That's... That's what I figure. Anyway, you guys, you can listen to Storyworthy uh, every Monday. is a brand new episode. There's an episode going up tomorrow with the amazing Steve Bluestein. He's a fantastic comedian. Uh, Randy Scalar, of course, who's at our school. He's been on the show. Lots of people. So go back and listen to Storyworthy, storyworthypodcast.com. And this show, and you were on it at John Mathot. And this show, Story Smash, you know, we play every month at the Improv. Uh, the next show is May 26, and then the next show after that is June twenty-third. we play every single month. Every show sells out. But if you email me, or DM me, or whatever you need to do, I will get you half-off tickets, and I'll make sure you get into the show. So you got that going for you, yeah? I've had amazing people play the game, like Wayne Fetterman, Jimmy Pardo, Marilyn Rice Cub, just amazing talent. So Danny Zucker, he plays every single time. So really, it's a lot of fun, come to the improv. Are you guys ready to put two names in this jar? Two names are going in the jar. I know this is a hard decision. I don't want you guys to give it away, but tell me about the decision.
4: It was very difficult.
0: We have trophies for all the players. Actually, the winner of the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in my right hand, the winner of the show gets my homemade chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, that's a prize. And the winner is Alex <laughs> Um
3: We couldn't decide. We couldn't really decide. So, what we decided to do was when you introde them, um, you said that the Estrellas were the most competitive with each other, and Max was afraid to see who would win, so we decided we would. Play God and watch the fallout and pit them
5: against each other. Oh, oh my God.
0: Oh my god. Okay, you guys coming to the stage right now to tell a true three-minute story is Jessica Estrella. Jessica! Wow! Come on up, Jessica! Okay, her hair is up. Tell her what to do. Oh,
5: shit. Okay, well, thank you for this vote of confidence in destroying our family. I'm going to take this out of here for this one. Hello? Okay, one, two. Oh, Nikki. Okay. I got to catch my breath. Okay, so I was a little bit precocious as a young child. Um, I, I plagiarized my first poem when I was seven, and my mom, like, did not believe me and called me out on it. Um, But when I was about, I'd say, 14, I was a freshman at an all-girl Catholic school in Chicago called Maria High School. Um, I had to wear a green uniform, I hated all the rules, the nuns made you walk on certain squares, and um, I decided I didn't want to be a nun anymore. So I begged my parents to let me transfer to the local public high school. And we lived on the south side, technically the southwest side, so I'm not that hardcore. Thanks, Jason. Um, and so they said, okay, fine, you can go to Hubbard. The mascot there, the Greyhound, super classy. Well, I was not prepared for getting shoved in my locker by the gang, like the people and the girls who hated me, but I did find a teacher that I really liked, Mr. Schaefer. Dan Schaefer from the suburbs of Chicago, who thought he would give back to the community by working at the school. So I wanted the school to have a drama club and they didn't have a drama club. So the principal said, well, if you can find a sponsor for the club, you can have Drama Club. So every Tuesday, you could get a group of kids together and work on your drama. I was pretty good at it already. So, um, <laughs> so I say, you know, I think Mr. Schaefer, tall, long, shaggy hair, very handsome, big blue eyes, sorry, honey, um, would be a perfect sponsor. So I'm going to approach him. So the night before, I'm going to go talk to Dan Uh, I pick out suede boots that came above the knee, and I had, like, stretch pants and then, like, a striped shirt. I mean, the tightest stuff I could find. I had this same shape then, so it wasn't really doing much for anybody. Well, maybe it was. So I approach Dan, and I say, Mr. Schaefer, we need a sponsor. He's like, yes. Okay, he must have been, like, 23 or 24 now that I think about it, so it wasn't that crazy. Anywho, we started the drama club together... We kind of fall in love with one another. I'm turning 18 that summer. So we did this for years, right? But didn't do anything. So anyway, it's my senior year. We've run a very successful drama club. And um, I really love him. Well, this other teacher who taught the law class got jealous. And I could tell that he knew. So he went to the principal. And he told the principal we were having an affair. And we weren't. This was strictly cerebral pretend poetry stuff. Never, never. I mean, we went to one concert where I snuck in, but anyway, we did not do anything. So they call my parents in and the teacher and they say, what's going on? We deny it, which was the truth. So he almost lost his job, but he didn't. I then protested my own graduation because they insulted me so badly and I didn't want to walk across the stage and shake anybody's hand. And that night for dinner, Dan came over and took me out and we started dating that summer. (laughs)
0: Jessica Estrella, great story. And look at the time, just perfect timing. Wow, stay right here, stay right here. Great story. Alex, look at you, what did you think, Alex?
5: All the inappropriateness. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry, my sister's here, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry,
4: I said sorry honey. I said sorry honey. Michael's alias is Ganshafer? Yes, yes. Yeah, I I thought it was him the whole time. (laughs) Michael. No, I I really like the change of pace and the the detail that you put into everything and and yeah. What do you mean
0: by change of pace, Alex? Well, the
4: fact that it's a much longer story and then you have to kind of give you know take your time with it, be aware of that and um and I mean everybody likes affairs.
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
4: Wait a minute! Back up! Back up! I like, I like hearing about them. This man <laughs> teaches our children. I like hearing about them. Oh
0: you know, wait, 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 wait. This is getting worse and worse and worse. Stop stop Please stop talking. You're digging a hole, friend. You're digging a hole. Linda, what
1: did you think of this story? Um well she started out saying she was precocious and it certainly um, it certainly was definitely a a part of her high school experience but I'm curious as to the teacher that sort of ratted out this that you were going to go to this concert was he jealous of you or was he jealous of him I I, I think him I think (laughs) him I think him him. of him I'm pretty sure yeah okay yeah so he wanted to date you he didn't want to he didn't no I think he just
5: wanted to be young and cool and
0: hot like him ah, he really didn't want anything with he was just
5: an
1: asshole
0: okay Uh, okay Michelle did you ever date an asshole (laughs) no just ask him just curious yeah yeah was it like a high school thing or a college school high school guy
3: Yeah. yeah his girlfriend knocked on my door at my social studies class I didn't know we had a girlfriend, but she knocked on my door I asked to speak with me. And she the thing is, she's played flute like three seats down from me. I I, I, Tina Sparico, I'll never forget her. And she knocked on the door and Aunt told me to come out in the hall, and my teacher did, because I was a good girl, you know. And she said, oh, you kick your ass after school, kick your ass, my boyfriend up. I was like, what the? So I got on the phone with the guy, and I said, I met your girlfriend, and my brother, my three brothers are going to... Kick your ass unless you talk to her t- today. Wow. If they touch me, you're dead. And that's the last
0: and, and, That's amazing. Wow. Michelle or Coley. Okay. Al- anything else uh, over here for this story?
3: Yeah, like the inappropriate teachers. And I'm so glad I have boys, I think. I feel bad for any of the daughters out there. I really do.
7: Uh-huh.
0: So, All right, you guys. You. Jessica Estrella. Let her hear it. And the final storyteller coming up. Actually, you already alluded to it. It is her husband. He's gonna tell a true three-minute story. Michael Estrella, let him hear you guys. Wait, he's leaving. No, he can't leave. Michael, get over here. Michael, Michael's like the dark horse. I had no idea. Tell him what to do. Spin the goddamn wheel. Interviews.
7: Okay. This is the interview I never had. This is the interview I wish my father. This is the interview I wish my mother. I wish this is the interview my best friends. I wish this is the interview that whoever is out there that knows everything would have had with me. This is the interview I think that many of you probably would've liked to have had, and still wanna have. And you're probably wondering, what the hell is this interview?
3: <laughs> I we were having
7: it. <laughs> Well, that interview, to me, that I missed, came about three years ago. Not acting, that was the interview with my wife. I did not have an interview with my dad. I did not have an interview with my mom. I did not have an interview with my friends. I had an interview with my heart. And as fucking cheesy as that sounds, I think you've all been in that situation where you're like, it doesn't matter what my dad says if he's alive. It doesn't matter what my mom says if she's alive. Fuck, my friends probably have fucked up relationships anyway. It's the interview you have with yourself. And we have that interview daily with the people we love and the people that we've lost and the people that we want to have. And a lot of us have children and that's the interview that we should pass on. Have that interview with those people. Don't be afraid to have that interview because it's scary, but have that interview because you believe in what is right and you believe in what is gonna push us forward into something more positive. That interview is scary. That interview is something that you don't just get the job for. That interview is something that you have to sit with and go, damn it, I wish I could do that interview again. No, you have to stick with what you have. And you have to understand that the interview is your life. And every time you step up and you put on your best outfit and you'd think of, oh my God, I'm going to have the conversation in the mirror with who I am or what I'm doing. Please, if you would, think back on top of that interview that you are imperfect. And I think my way of approaching this with the interviews that I never had was that it's okay to be imperfect. And I think that's why people are scared. So if you can embrace that imperfection in yourself, you can, impro- you can approach every interview as who you are. And it's okay to be imperfect, and it's okay to be vulnerable, but it's okay to shed a tear, and it's okay to kick your wife's ass at this game.
0: All right! Michelle All right. Michael Estrella, stay here. Stay here, you see? What he's doing is he's yanking at your heartstrings. Because I don't even know if he got the job. I mean, what, what's happening? All right, what'd you think, Alex? Um, <laughs>
4: You, you had you had me up until the end buddy. Like, right? <laughs> that, that's the thing like now, now, now tur- you took all that sincerity that you had and it turned into a competition ah. and, and, like, and I, I, don't, you get, don't get me wrong like it was very emotional and the, abil- the ability that you took to take a topic like that that maybe it was difficult to elaborate a story on and turn it into something valuable I commend you for that but then at the end of the day like I, I now I question the sincerity behind everything
0: oh all right, Linda, you're looking down. You've been writing pensively. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Um, you know, today on um, on the
1: radio, there was this thing, um, TED Radio. I don't know if anybody else heard it. And it was about StoryCorps, which is this really beautiful um, um, radio piece they do once a week. That I that hate started, them. Uh, you, <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, I'm kidding. I have a show. Anyway, and it was about listening, and it was a really nice little piece. Um, and... I think that the the idea of being honest during an interview is um, is a really powerful piece. Um, I'm not sure you hit that mark at the very end. Uh, There was a little bit of being tiny, tiny bit of disingenuous at the end, but it was really well heartfelt. I thought.
0: Now, Linda, when people get a job, seriously, as a teacher, they don't interview with you, do they? Interview? Do you do you interview teachers? I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Is that a superintendent's t- job? I don't know. No,
1: we do if we ever have a position that opens up at the school, which hasn't yeah. happened in a long, right. long, no, long, long course, time. No, of course. I understand.
0: Yeah. No, we have a hiring committee. I see. Uh-huh. Isn't it interesting, though, when you are at an interview or like I go out on auditions and stuff, that, you know, the person interviewing you, they want you to do well because they don't want to interview anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it seems like they want the best to come from you. So if you're being honest, like Michael said, and you're being like, it doesn't have to be perfect, you just have to be honest with them. Here's what I think you, I can do for you. Here's what This has gotten very serious. I don't know. I
7: was trying to line it up at
0: the end. <laughs> it, it didn't work. Michelle, what did you think? Anything? Uh, that's exactly, exactly what I thought. You
3: know, I, I lost my father. A lot of you know I lost my father this year. And I regret not having his voice on tape. Not even just an in interview, but just his voice, like hearing him say things. And um, so you were, I was getting, you know, I'm looking down so I'm like, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> and I thought that that last bit wasn't being disingenuous. I thought you were just trying to light it up for everybody. So uh, my question to, to let's, let's see if I'm right or you're right. What would you ask your dad?
7: If well, you great you question. You well, did? here's a, maybe I presented it wrong. My parents are alive. And so to, well, me, so, it like, to me it was like, to me it was like the opportunity. That's even the inter- harder. To me, it was to say, Father, what is with your experience, having been married four times, what, what, is, what are your thoughts on doing something? It's the only time I've ever done it. Like, what is your feeling about what true love is outside of true love? Because you've discovered that you could be married and have true love, but there's a lot of other things at work, and there's that not knowing. So it's the same as approaching a sport. Like, how do you play this? I, don't, I know it's a game of some sort of soccer. Or how do you play it? What do you know? What's your knowledge in this? So I never had that discussion with them. And I could have initiated it as much as they could have, so I'm not putting it on them. But to me, it's been, and again, in my last statement, was to say, I love my wife to death, and we have a thing on our own that, that we're competitive. This is how it is. So it, if it comes across disingenuous, understood and well-respected on that, but from what I, where I'm coming from is just to say, hey, even if I step out of this whole game here, if one of you guys just goes back and goes, and you're stuck on the four or five, and you're actually going, I'm having an interview with myself, then that's, that's awesome, right?
0: you guys let him hear michael Estrella. have a seat thank you so much wow okay so these guys are gonna have to fight it out and so uh do your thing uh discuss amongst yourself choose a winner and i again i want to thank you guys so much for coming out today and helping us out with the fifth grade fundraiser because as you know this goes toward their culmination yeah and that's very helpful so we raised some money and after my appearance fee i think we're gonna have a lot of money for the kids. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and a big, th- a big round of applause, of course, to Michelle Orcoli, Alex Aliman, Linda Risha, everybody who played the game, Catherine DeProome, John Mathot, Susan Wright, Michael Estrella, and Jessica Estrella. It's not easy to do, so thank you all so much for playing. I really appreciate it, and, uh, check out storyworthypodcast.com. We're going to see you guys in the playground continue to have beverages on the deck and discuss there's beverages on the deck thank everybody out there for helping us out giving us this theater for free the lyric gave us this theater yeah really great okay you guys i am going to give you these two slips of paper and you put one of those slips of paper in my hand okay i'm not even looking it's so exciting and this person wins my homemade chocolate chip cookies. And that person coming to the stage right now, are you? Wow! Michael Estrella, you guys, Michael Estrella. All right, you guys, one more time. Big applause for Michelle Oracoli, Alex Aliman, Linda Risha, Michael Estrella. My name is Christine Blackburn. Thank you for coming out. Thank you.